Genesis chapter 27, verse 38. And Esau said to his father, Have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice, and he went. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We thank you because every time we come into your presence, we can never go back the same. We are being changed. We are being transformed. We are being renewed. Let this word we are about to hear today bless us. Let this word we are about to hear today change us, encourage us. And that as we leave this place today, we will never be the same again. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can take your seats. This morning, I would like to talk to you today on this Father's Day, on what I captioned, the Father's Blessing. The Father's Blessing. There's a story that I heard, and I confirmed that story from a reliable source and by investigation from uh, those of you who watch soccer. There is a Canadian player called Michael Essien, and it is it has been consistent that every time he's about to go to a major championship in his career, he will have an injury. Multiple times he has missed the Nations Cup, he missed the Champions League for his team. Every time he's about to hit a major uh, championship in his career, there will be an injury. He will have something that will disturb him from being in that championship. The story said by my Ghanaian colleagues is that he was raised by his mother because the father abandoned him when he was born. So when he became prominent, became successful, the father wanted to come back into his life. And he despised the father because he thought, since you have nothing to do with me when I was growing up, you can't have anything to do with me now that I have money. And because of that, the father cursed him. And the father told him, you'll never see the peak of your career. And he said, from that time moving forward, every time there is a major competition that is about to participate, something happens to him that he will not arrive to that level. This was a curse. And this morning, as I look into the role of a father in the house, I'd like somebody to share this to all the men, all the fathers who are in the house. Just share this. If, please let me share this. Give to all the men. And then if, if the woman is there, the husband, give her one if you can reach. Because I want to see these statistics and see what the absence of a father in the house can cause. What the absence of a father in the house can cause. And as you, as you keep that one, because I'm going to read some to you that I took from the, the, the National Bureau of uh, Census. This is government statistics. This is not something somebody made up. And this statistic says that an estimate of 24.7 million children in America live in houses where fathers are absent. 24.7 million. Then it says of students in grade 1 to 12, 39%, which is 17.7 million, live in homes absent of biological fathers. Then 57.6% of black children, 31.2% of Hispanic children, 20.7% of white children are living in houses where the father is absent. Now, according to this, According to this U.S. Census, 
72% of the population of the United States are fatherless. 72% of all kids that are born are born with, 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 with in homes where they are no fathers. This is terrible. Now, when it comes to certain things that goes on in the country, for example, this is given by the Department of Justice, it says that 63% of youths who are born in homes where fathers are absent are more likely to commit suicide. It says 90% of all homeless and runaway youths come from homes where there's, there's no father. And then all, all kids with all behavior disorder come from 85% of homes without fathers. Then it says 71% of all dropouts from schools come from homes without fathers. Then 75% of all those who end up like in prison are from homes without fathers. And then 75% of those who are on drugs come from homes without fathers. And then 75% of those who are very aggressive, who have been rapists, child molesters, come from homes without fathers. Now sometimes being absent as a father may not necessarily mean that the father is completely absent. It could be that the father is present, but not paying attention to the family. There are fathers who are workaholics. They have no time to spend with nobody in the house. They are always working. It is still the same like being without a father. I had a story about a, a, a child that had a dad, but never sees the dad because the dad does two jobs. The dad comes up from the first job by three, goes to the second job and comes back in the night when the child is sleeping. Before the dad gets up, the child has gone to school, so they never see each other. The dad is never there for any of the birthdays. No major event in the life of the child is this dad ever present. And so one day, the dad asks the, the, the son asks the, the dad, how much do you make an hour? And the dad says $40 an hour. And the boy went to the mom and said, mom, can I have $40? And the mom said, what is it? Why do you need $40 for? He said, just give me $40. And the boy walked to the dad and said, dad, take this. Can you spend an hour with me? See, this is what you're looking for. Let me pay you $40 so you can stay home with me for one hour. We can follow money to the extent that we abandon our families and abandon our children. But this morning, I want to let all men understand that your presence in your home is what no woman can replace. Is anybody hearing me? Don't be deceived, ladies, when they say what a man can do, a woman can do better. These are statistics of, the, of results of a man that is absent in the house. So if you think you can raise your kids all by yourself, these things are more likely to happen to kids who are raised in homes without fathers. So as I speak to this mother about a father's blessing, you have to understand that no matter the blessing your son can ever get or your daughter can ever get, that blessing is going to start from the home by the father. And when the father is absent, it creates a disorder in the spirit realm. There are three kinds of blessings that a man is supposed to get or a child is supposed to get in his lifetime. The first is the Heavenly Father's blessing. That is why when we give birth to a child, we bring the child for dedication so that the blessings of the father can rest upon the child. The second blessing that a child or a man or a woman is supposed to get in his lifetime is the biological father's blessing. You bless your child. You bless your child. When I was Preaching here some time ago, I don't know what I was teaching about, but I told all the men in this house that you have to bless your children. I even gave some of you prophecies you have to read to your children every at least once a week because you have to speak into the life of these, these children whatever you desire them to become. 
Every evening, when my son goes to bed from the house, I go to his room, we kneel down together and we pray. And after we pray, he kneels down before me and I bless him. Every night, I bless him. Because I don't want my son to grow up and maybe experience the things I experience or become one of the kids that I see on TV. I want him to become somebody in the future. So I speak those things that I want into the life of that child. But it's unfortunate because some of us grow in homes where our parents had no spiritual and no foundation. Maybe all they knew was tradition and they led us in that same way and we were not blessed spiritually. And then the third is the spiritual father's blessing. Now, I cannot overemphasize the need for a spiritual father because many don't even understand what is a spiritual father. Your spiritual father is that person that you look up to spiritually. Now, it's unfortunate, like I said, that many Christians are spiritual bastards because they don't have anybody that they look up to spiritually. But you need these three blessings to be fulfilled in your life. The Heavenly Father's blessing, the Biological Father's blessing, and the Spiritual Father's blessing. Talking about spiritual father, when there are some times in your life you want to make a key decision, or you want to take a direction in life, and you need a blessing, you go to your spiritual father. Say, this is what I'm about to do. I'm about to invest $20,000 into this business. I want, to, I want you to pray that God will cause this business to succeed. That is when your spiritual father comes in. This is the same reason why before we get married or when we get married, we come to the church for blessing. Your spiritual father blesses the marriage. Some time ago, I was uh, at home in Cameroon, like a few months before I traveled here. One of my Christians came to the house with a wife. And he came and said, Pastor, want to, my, my husband wants to travel. So please pray for him. And they told me that he was traveling to Mexico. That was what they told me. So I prayed for him in the house. I prophesied. I said, go, the Lord is with you. Then one day in the service, as I was preaching, the Lord told me that the husband was going through something I don't understand. And I called the lady out in the service and I prayed again for her. Now when I came to the United States, I was surprised that the guy I prayed for a few months ago, going to Mexico, called me that he was in Maryland. I was like, but you said you were going to Mexico. And he said, Pastor, I was not actually going to Mexico. I was going to Mexico to enter the United States through Mexico. And then when I asked him what happened, he said while he was in detention at the U.S.-Mexico border, a lawyer that he did not know, no connection, walked into the detention center, bailed him out, and gave him $1,000 to go to anywhere he wanted. This is what I call the Father's blessing. He understood that for this journey to be successful, he needed to be blessed. Many suffer because they don't recognize the presence or the importance of a spiritual father. Sometimes when you start a new business, you call your spiritual father to bless it. Sometimes a new job, you call your spiritual father to bless it. A ministry. Somebody asks me, why do you need to get ordained? You already preached, you've gone to the Bible school. You need a spiritual father to bless you so you can succeed in that journey. And whatever you're going to, God is going to use you to do. So coming back to the text we read this morning, this is the text of Esau and Jacob. You all know this story. Uh, Rebecca was pregnant. And while she was pregnant, the Bible said the babies were always fighting in the home. And then God said to Rebecca, you have two nations in your home. But the younger one is going to be greater than the older one. So Rebecca had this information. And on the day that the father was going to bless them. But before then, Esau sold his birthright to Jacob for a stew. And when you look at what the Bible says, it came up on famine. 
And he said to the brother, please give me some of that, your stew. Now, the way the Hebrew version renders this passage shows that that was not the first time that Esau was asking for that stew from Jacob. It was a routine. So he has been doing that for a long time. And this time, Jacob said, I'm not giving this stew for nothing on one condition. If you give me your birthright, then I give you my stew. And Esau gave, us, gave, gave his birthright to Jacob. And when the day of blessing came, Rebecca understood spiritually that the man that the father was supposed to bless to continue this lineage from Abraham was not Esau, but Jacob. So Rebecca conspired with Jacob, and Jacob took the blessing. The question I want to ask this morning is this. Why could Rebecca not bless Jacob? Why could Rebecca not bless Jacob? There was a divine order in the spirit. God called Abraham, and Abraham blessed Isaac. Isaac was supposed to bless the next person that would continue with the mission that God gave to Abraham. So there was a structure in the spirit. And that same structure runs in every family. The Bible says the man is the head of a house. So the man is like one holding the umbrella over the house. And then every other person falls under that umbrella. Now we live in a generation where People are taught that men and women are all equal, which is true democratically, but spiritually it is not true. God placed the man as the head of the house. That is why every man must stand up to, to the spiritual responsibility of your house. You are the one to hold the umbrella over your house spiritually. You are the one responsible for transferring the blessings of God down to your family. So this was a responsibility that God gave to Isaac. And Isaac was supposed to pass that blessing down to one of his children to continue running with that same Abrahamic mandate. There is something also in the spirit called the blessing order. The Bible also says that the lesser is blessed of the greater. What does that mean? In the spirit realm, a person that is small cannot bless a person that is great. Let me, let me quote an example that you all may understand. When you go like, to the Catholic church and the Catholic priest comes in the service, and takes the little broom that he has and sprinkles that water on, on the people. Do you see anybody from the crowd who takes his own water and sprinkles back on the priest? I'm asking you a question. Do you see anybody who takes water and, and, and sprinkles back to the priest? No, because he as the father is in a position to bless those under him. You in the congregation don't have the power to bless him. That is why when a man of God says, God bless you, you say amen. Don't say I'm also with you. You don't have the power to bless him. The lesser is blessed of the greater. Is somebody hearing me this morning? There is a structure and order that God has set in the spirit. It runs down like that. God blesses this level, this level blesses this level, and it goes down like that. So, when you meet a man of God, say, man of God, bless you. No. You don't have power to bless that man of God. He has been placed to bless you. And when he says, God bless you, all you have to do is say, Amen. You receive. You don't have the power to say, I bless you too. Like you guys are exchanging blessing. No. The lesser is blessed of the greater. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Is somebody hearing me this morning? These are things I'm teaching you to understand because I meet people, they meet to refer to first. Somebody has not prayed for one year. Man of God, God bless you. What power do you have to bless anybody? You are struggling in your spiritual life. You're, you can barely stand spiritually. And you say, man of God, God bless you. It's almost like trying to go to, to Mike Zuckerberg or Jeff Bezos and say, let me support you with $10,000. You are still struggling financially if you want to support somebody else. 
This is the same thing in the spirit. The lesser is blessed of the greater. So when you meet somebody that is more spiritual than you, be in the position to receive. Is somebody hearing me? Be in the position to receive. When I go to a conference and I see great men of God, I become an usher. So I can receive. I don't go to that people like, okay, I'm going to a pastor. No. I put pastoral title down. I put myself in a position where I can receive. You don't stand there and start walking and feeling like, okay, I'm going to a pastor. No. Once you see that there are great principalities and powers in this place, in the spirit, you position yourself to receive. Hallelujah. When you have that attitude, you can never miss a blessing. Amen. You can never miss a blessing. So there's an order in the spirit we have to follow. The Bible says that Esau returned from hunting. And after he hunted, he cooked the meal for the father. He said, Father, I'm here. Now bless me. The father said, I already bless your brother. And the Bible said, he said, is there no blessing for me? Bless me too. And he lifted up his voice and he wept greatly. Now, why was Esau weeping? Why was Esau weeping? Listen to this. Isaac, Abraham, were not just biological fathers to their children. They were also spiritual fathers. And I say this to you. God gave Abraham an assignment. He gave Abraham a mandate. And Abraham had to transfer that same mandate to Isaac. And Isaac had the responsibility of transferring that same spiritual mandate to one of his children. So as a biological father, he could bless them with natural blessings. But as a spiritual father, he had to transfer the same that he received from Abraham down to his children. That was why when Esau heard that the brother was already blessed, Esau understood that that Abrahamic blessing was not resting upon him, but was given to his brother. And that is why he cried, Is there no other blessing for you to bless me? Like I said, if you are going to be a blessing to your parents, I mean to your kids as a father, you must not only be a biological father, you must also be a spiritual father. Let me say that again. If you are going to be a blessing to your family and a blessing to your children, you must not only be a biological father, you must also be a spiritual father. This is so important. And what does this mean? You cannot be, you cannot expect your children to be somebody you are not. We grew up in places where the father is sitting in a living room smoking. But surprised when the son starts smoking. Like this boy is only 16, he's smoking. This boy wants to give me high blood, but you, you sit before the boy. While you guys are on the, in the living room together, you are smoking. What standard are you setting for your son or your daughter? They watch you doing these things and you expect them to do different. So if you are going to influence your children to become what God has called them to be, you must not only be a biological father, you must also be a spiritual father. If somebody hearing me this morning, you must also be a spiritual father. Number two, what does this mean? You cannot transmit to your children what you have not received. Let me say that again. You cannot transmit to your children what you have not received. So if you are not receiving from God, you cannot give anything down to your children. I told a story about a pastor that was in the Bible school. And he would pray every night. Fast. Seek the face of God. When he goes to preach, he says, God, let there be miracles. Let me see signs and wonders. But you will not see anything. 
Then there was another white guy in the same Bible school who doesn't even pray. He just do these short prayers and he's gone. But when these guys start to preach, that the heavens are open. So this young pastor started praying and said, God, it's like you're showing partiality. I see this guy doesn't pray, but I see miracles happening in his ministry. But I spent all my week fasting. I want to preach. I don't see anything. Then God opened his eyes in the spirit. He saw three men standing behind the white guy. And he saw three men standing behind him in the dream. And God said to him in the dream, look at this guy. He's, he's in the Bible school to become a pastor. His dad was a pastor. His grandfather, an apostle. His great-grandfather, a bishop. Then God came to him and said, you, your father was a wizard. Your great-grandfather, an occultist. Your great-grandfather, I mean, your, your grandfather, an occultist. Your great-grandfather, a village priest. How do you reconcile? What, what, what blessing was transferred to you? So, the life you are living now as a man is what you're going to transfer to your children. One of my pastors was telling me in Cameroon, say, anytime I think of beating my son for anything that he, he's doing, I'm so reluctant. I said, why? Say, because everything this boy is doing is the same thing I did to my father. The boy is just repeating the same thing that I did. He lies, the boy lies, the stealing the boy steals is the same exact thing. So you cannot transfer anything down to your parents, your kids, that you have not received. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Is, is any father in the house hearing what I'm saying this morning? Listen, the spirituality of your home depends on you. The spirituality of your home depends on you. If you don't show your kids that church is important, they will never see it important. If you don't show your kids that prayer is important, they will never see it important. And that is why sometimes we don't show them from the beginning. And when they are now old and about to make their own decisions, we start to influence them. You never advise the boy how to pray or what to do. And when the boy is about getting married, say, my son, let me talk to you. Now that you want to get married, please begin to pray. And the boy is like, where are you coming from? I lived with you all these years until I was 18. I never saw you pray. There was never idea I saw your mom holding hands to pray and now you want to tell me about prayers. It doesn't work like that. You set the tone for the spirituality of your home. Is somebody hearing me this morning? You set the tone. You set the tone of this for the spirituality of your home. Like I said, you cannot pass down what you have not received. What Abraham was passing down to Isaac, I mean, what Abraham was passing down to Isaac was what he received from Melchizedek. And what Isaac passed down to Jacob was, was what he received from Abraham. And what Jacob passed down to Joseph was what he received from Isaac. So you receive, you pass down. You receive, you pass down. So if you have not received anything, you cannot pass down anything. That is why as a man, you must wait before the Lord to receive so you can pass it down to your children. Hallelujah. You can pass it down to your children. We live in homes where most, in most cases, it is the women who struggle to pray. Sometimes they say, let's do family devotion. The man is sleeping. The one that is supposed to be the pastor of the house, sleeping. And the kids are the one trying to pray, daddy is sleeping. The pastor of the church is sleeping. And then the deaconess is struggling to hold the service. And you expect that that ministry is going to be fruitful. God gave the responsibility of the garden, not to Eve, he gave it to Adam. That is why, even though it was Adam who took the, even though it was Eve who took the fruit from the snake and gave it down to the man, when God came, God never said, Eve, Eve, what are you? He said, Adam, because the responsibility was not given to Eve. He gave it to Adam. So if your home is spiritually down, 
It's not a woman. It's your responsibility. Amen. But today, in today's world, if you see a church that is 1,000 people, 700 is women. Because most men don't understand that God has placed them to be leaders spiritually in their homes. If, women are, if, if a family is coming to church, practically, 90% of the times, it is a woman that is forcing a man to come to church. Because most men don't understand that it is just responsibility to lead the home spiritually. But as we leave this place today, a new grace is coming upon you. In Jesus' name. I said a new grace is coming upon you. In Jesus' name. You cannot make your children be something you are not spiritually. You cannot. Everything you are doing now, there is something called the law of karma. Everything you are doing now, your kids are going to sit after. Like, I had a discussion on Facebook. People were talking, and I was very, it, it made a lot of sense because this lady used to be a former porn star. And now, the son walks into the school, and somebody says, I watch your mom, your mom is very good. Can you imagine the embarrassment? That you walk into a school, so somebody says, hey, boy, I saw your mom in that, in that porn video. Your mom is really good. Imagine the shame that you, you pass down to your children. That is why there are some things you do that does not only affect you, but it runs down to your generations. Hallelujah. Certain things you see your kids doing is the same thing you did, the same thing your father did. As a man, you have to take the responsibility to stop whatever nonsense that runs in your family and transfer down the blessings to your children. Amen. God is calling every man in this house, every man in this house, to a spiritual responsibility. On this Father's Day, men, you have to rise up. You have to be the one say, hey, it's time for church, let's go. Not you always slogging or making a family late for everything that concerns God. You have to be the one pushing everybody, hey, everybody out of the house, let's go to church. You have to push everybody towards God because, when, like I said, when God is going to come back to take account, he will not say, hey, this woman, what did you do? He will also ask you as a man of the family, what did you do as a priest of this house to lead your family spiritually? And also to women. Sometimes some men are not able to do what they are doing because most of us are in control. We won't let the man do anything. Until you give him his place, he can't function well. So let the man be the head of the house and lead. If you keep fighting, nobody's ever going to lead. There is an order in the spirit. The man is the head of the house. God put it like that. Let him be the head and take the lead. And that's why sometimes, even if you have an idea, bring it as a suggestion. And let him link that idea. Then he gives him the place to operate and function well. But if every time you're fighting with him and putting him down, it discourages the man from taking responsibilities. Hallelujah. God is calling every father, every man in this house to a spiritual responsibility. But this morning I'm concerned because many of us grow in, grew in homes where we were not blessed spiritually. Like I said, our fathers were not spiritual. Like me, my father left me when I was like five. I never saw him again till he died. So I don't remember any day he prayed for me. So everything I do now is directly from God. That's why I make sure that I bless my son every day. Because what I did not receive that I got from God, I'm transferring down to him. Amen. Many of us grew in homes where we were never blessed spiritually. And I only remember that when I was growing up, my aunt would, took us, my aunt would take us to this... Uh, Village native doctors, and I say they were saying a village, they are going to nurse us. Those people come around know what I mean. They put wine in some 
slave share and give us to drink every year regularly. That was our communion, family communion. And we thought we were protected. So these are the kind of blessings that we receive. But when I understood spiritually that there are some things that we are not able to function or do in life because nobody passed that blessing down to us. And now that you come to know the law, God can compensate for everything your father did not give you. I say God can compensate for everything your father did not give you. Amen. Amen. Any blessing you were supposed to receive from your father that you did not receive, God can give it to you. I said God can give it to you. You may not have a biological father, but you have God the father. I said you may not have a biological father, but you have God the father. Your father may be absent, but God is always present. Like we said in the worship today, he's a good, good father. He's perfect in all his ways. He's not a father who says, well, don't look at my weaknesses, I'm also a human being. No, he's a father who is perfect. Amen. A father who is perfect. So this morning, I want to call all the men to rise. Rise spiritually. And start leading your family spiritually. Amen. It would be an embarrassment that you become so spiritually dead that your God is not giving revelations to your wife to tell you. You know, the man is supposed to be the one to receive directions from God and lead the family. But imagine your wife come and tell you the Lord is saying we should go to North Carolina now. You are supposed to be the one to tell your family the Lord is saying we should move. And then your wife follows because God gives you the revelation as a head. Now, if God gives the revelation to your wife, it will just be a confirmation. But when you are so blind and so deaf that God has to pass through your wife, to talk to you, it means that you've completely lost your place in the spirit. It's almost like a member in the congregation come and say, Pastor, the Lord is saying, don't preach next Sunday. means that God cannot talk to me directly. He, can, he has to talk to me through somebody in the crowd. So we have to rise as men. Take your place in the family. Be a leader spiritually. Influence your family spiritually. Lead your family in the things you like to see them do and the things that you want to, you want to see God manifest in your family. Amen. If it is prayer, be the head in prayer. Bible study, be the head in Bible study. Fasting, be the head in fasting. Be an example in everything when it comes to spirituality. Then that way, you pass that, that blessing to your family. And you see your kids flourishing in everything they do. Because you stood there and you pass the blessing down. This morning, there are two categories of people we're going to pray for today. I want to pray for all the fathers. Number two, I'm going to pray for anybody who was not in a position to receive any blessing from their father. If you, if you are not in a position to receive anything, any blessing from your father, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for all the men, whether you're a young man or a, young, a man. If you're above 21, you're considered a man. In this country, if you're after 18, you're considered to be on your own. You can, you cannot drive on your own. You can do anything on your own. But if you, are, if you have children already, you're a father. I want to pray for that. God will give you grace. Grace will take the spiritual responsibility and pass down that, 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 that blessing to your children. I've been in homes where uh, people cannot sleep in their house. And the father is the most fearful one. A family transferred from, transfer from uh, Indwala, from this village, this place in Indwala called Yasa. They bought a house in Yasa. They were not able to stay there because there was an old crying in the house, on the roof of the house every night. They moved to Daido. The same thing continued. They left the house. They moved to Ndogo in Bonaberry. The same thing continued. Their dad was the one running. 
because he had no spiritual ability. When he came to church and he, they gave, he gave his life to Christ, that thing ceased. Automatically ceased with no prayer. He went home, that thing ceased. Because he took his place in the spirit as a spiritual head. And that thing ceased. So this morning, if you are a father, a man, I'd like you to come forward. If you are a father, a man, I'd like you to come forward. We're going to pray that God will grant you grace. Grant you grace. You're a man, you're a father. I want you to come forward. We're going to be praying today that God will grant you the grace. Grace to lead. And grace to lead your family spiritually. In the name of Jesus.